Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Hey, it's a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst, and I love that of all days, today, I get the opportunity to teach you, coach you, and inspire you to living life to your fullest health potential. I have an incredible show topic today. We're going to talk about this ominous condition known as food sensitivities. And listen to this. If you find that often throughout the week you're getting a little moody, cranky, anxious, if you have brain fog, if you're craving certain foods a lot, or you have headaches, chronic fatigue, heartburn, joint pain, acid reflux, indigestion, even skin reactions like eczema, psoriasis, dermatitis. And if you've been diagnosed with an autoimmune condition, you really need to pay attention to our show today. What I'm going to share with you is an uncommon source. It's the main reason, yet in conventional medicine, it's rarely addressed. It's this idea of something called a food sensitivity. Is your body reacting negatively to foods you eat, even healthy foods? Now, as I begin our show today, I want to just do a couple things. I need to let you know I am not talking today about anaphylactic food allergy. There's a big difference between a food allergy and a food sensitivity. Okay, so let's look at it like this. Classic food allergies are going to be things like someone who's allergic to peanuts or tree nuts or shellfish or they've got some known, if I eat this, I'm going to pay the price. And I mean severe anaphylactic-like reactions, difficulty breathing, swelling of their throat. Sometimes it's rapid heartbeats and it can even lead to hospitalizations, etc., these reactions are usually within about an hour or two of eating a food, okay? So I have a known anaphylactic reaction. I'm allergic to certain tree nuts, walnuts, pecans, pistachios, you name it. If it's a tree nut, I can't touch it because I have a sensitivity that has developed into what's called an allergic reaction. Now, scientifically, this is known as an IgE antibody response. What it means is a specific antibody is produced when you eat a food you're allergic to that spikes an immune response with a heavy amount of histamine, a heavy reactivity, and it can lead to difficulty in life because, of course, some people know if you've got a peanut allergy, I mean, it can send you to the hospital. If you have a tree nut allergy and you're exposed to it, again, it can send you to the hospital. I'm not talking today about food allergies. I'm talking about their cousin, which, in my opinion, 99% of us deal with, but we don't know that the symptoms, the fatigue, the headaches, the joint pain, the difficulty with digestion, acid reflux, even things like high blood pressure, high blood sugars, etc., are caused by what's known as a sensitivity. What this means is where you eat a food that you're not allergic to, you don't get an anaphylactic reaction. You're not breaking out in hives and a rash and things like that. Instead, what you have is a subtle internal immune reaction. It's known as your IgG response. And I'm going to talk about this, okay? There's fancy phrases. I'm going to teach you how to do this. But listen to this. Anybody at any age can have a food sensitivity. In fact, it's estimated that up to 50%. So you have a 50% chance. Flip a coin. 
Is your health issue because you're sensitively reacting to foods that you don't know about that I can teach you today how to identify them, how to remove them safely, and how to get your body to start healing by itself because we're stopping the onslaught of what's called a subclinical immune reaction. I want you to think of it like this. Certain foods you eat make your body think it's being attacked or infected, and you build an immune response to it with an antibody production. So if you eat an egg or spinach or you drink coffee and you have this sensitivity, every exposure, your body goes boom, and an immune response happens. And this leads to difficulty with your health. This leads to symptoms. Most commonly, it's brain fog, sort of a scratchy difficulty, can't concentrate. Headaches are a big issue. If you've ever had uh, a meal and within a day or two, you get a headache, I mean, most likely it's a food sensitivity. A lot of people correlate certain foods I eat make me have these symptoms. Every time I have a pizza, my knee blows up the next day. Or every time I have uh, sweet potatoes on my taco salad, I have a headache the following day, okay? These are the outward symptoms and signs of a food sensitivity. Again, up to 50% of the population has been identified as having these sensitivity issues, and it can cause health issues that many of us are either medicating or even just trying to manage on our own, and I'm here to share with you something simple. I've got at-home easy tests you can do right now to find out if you have a sensitivity to a food that's causing a health issue. We have a now an available at-home test. Listen, it used to be the only way to find out if you were allergic or sensitive to foods is you had to go to an allergist. They had to run a, ton, a bunch of tests. You guys know what I'm talking about, the pinprick needle test to see if you're allergic. But when it came to sensitivities, medically, it was kind of like, well, uh, you know, let's just not eat certain foods and see how you do. Well, now, guys, listen to this. There are at-home tests, even little simple blood tests that you can do that will give you line by line your sensitivities to certain foods. I'm going to talk to you guys about this one today. I love it. It's called the Everly Well Food Sensitivity Profile. If you go onto their website, everlywell.com, 96 foods will be tested for you. And what does this do? It gives you an idea of how much sensitivity you have, but you don't have to spend $150 on a test. I'm going to show you how you can do it at home with some simple tools like what's your pulse, what's your blood sugar, and this will help you to identify your food sensitivities and why is that important. If you stop eating foods that build an immune reaction, if you give your body time to rest, it will heal. Simple as that. But many of you are eating foods that you're sensitive to and you don't know it because you don't have that immediate reaction. What are the most common foods to be sensitive to? Number one, wheat, gluten, and any grains, milk and dairy, corn, big deal. It's in a lot of stuff. Eggs. I mean, a lot of us eat eggs for breakfast every day because we think it's a healthy food, but it could be causing your symptoms. And of course, sugar. So we're going to go through some simple at-home tests on how do you find what kind of sensitivity you have, what do you do to fix this, how do you get your body healing and sort of self-regenerating, and don't forget, this is the opportunity. All during my show today, if you have a health issue that you want to break free from, if you've been diagnosed with some condition or you're taking a medication and you're wondering, is there a way out? I'm here to share with you, yes, there is. All during the show today and all this month, free consultations directly with myself and my team. Again, if you're looking to lose 20 or 30 pounds, if you're looking to break free from medication, if you've been diagnosed with a condition that you're going, there's got to be a better way, there is. Text your name and your phone number to 704-906-2094. That's 704-906-2094. The call is free and the information today is going to rock your world. Hey, it's the Ask Dr. Aaron Show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Hey, it's a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst, and I love that today I get to teach you something that's going to revolutionize your health. If you're someone who deals with heartburn or joint pain or gas or bloating, food cravings, right? Always constantly, I got to have something sweet or something salty or something whatever fatty. If you have brain fog, if you get headaches a lot, if your skin could look better, right? So complexion, um, maybe it's a small rash, maybe it's eczema, maybe you have psoriasis. I'm going to share with you something that you're doing that makes your body lack its ability to heal. It shuts down the process of regeneration. And if you solve this, you can literally bounce back, have tons of energy, have clear skin, have clear brain, and get your joint pains and your discomforts to clear out. What am I talking about? I'm talking about food sensitivities. It's a condition that affects up to 50% of Americans. And what I mean by that is, is they're currently eating something that their body says, whoa, I do not like that. And again, at the top of the hour, I mentioned I'm not talking about an allergy. I'm not talking about anaphylaxis. I'm not talking those people who can't eat peanuts or tree nuts or shellfish because their throat swells up and I'm not talking about that. That is a known immune reaction because of an IgE antibody immediate being produced, usually within less than two hours of eating a food, all of a sudden, you get that reaction. I'm talking instead about something called the IgG, immunoglobulin G response. It's delayed. It takes time, up to 72 hours. What does that mean? Well, you could eat said food, uh, spinach. You could have a salad. You could have a, a sandwich. And all of a sudden, two to three days later, joints swell up. Knees blow up, back starts hurting, you start getting bloated. These are the food sensitivities that develop into a health condition if not addressed. And what does it cause? Well, it can cause headaches and joint pain and skin issues and uh, autoimmunity. So again, if you have a thyroid condition, if you've been diagnosed with diabetes, if you have anything, rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis, anything that falls in the autoimmune category, I can pretty much guarantee you, you have a food sensitivity that you haven't addressed. And sometimes it's even the healthy foods that make this happen. What? Spinach could be sweet potatoes, possibly corn. It might. So how do we determine if we have a food sensitivity and what are some simple at-home tests you can do? Okay, so I'm going to show you number one. If you want to knock it out of the park and find out if you're sensitively reacting to certain food groups, I'd recommend you go online to everlywell.com. They have what's called a food sensitivity at-home profile. 96 foods are going to be tested. What are they looking for? Well, get this, okay? I'm going to share with you the most common foods people are sensitive to. Then we're going to talk about how you identify, do you have that sensitivity? Then we're going to show you how to solve that sensitivity so you can potentially in the future start eating those foods without reacting and best yet, make your symptoms go away. Make your body heal by itself. Brain fog gone, headaches gone, heartburn gone, joint pain gone because you're not reacting and making your body think it's under attack by the foods you eat. What are the most common sensitive foods? Guys, if you want to really knock it out of the park, pay attention to this list. Number one, dairy. All dairy products, that includes cheese, cottage cheese, cow milks, mozzarella, yogurts, you name it. If there's dairy as a main ingredient and you're sensitive to it, you may actually be making your health worse. Eggs, both the yolks and the whites, very common for us to be sensitive to it. Am I saying eggs are out and you should stop eating eggs? No, but if you are sensitive to them, then you may want to cut back and or eliminate. Guys, I hate to say it, a lot of fruits can be developed into a sensitivity. Most common, apple, banana, blueberry, cantaloupe, coconut, grape, grapefruit, lemon, orange, 
peach, pear, pineapple, strawberry, tomato, watermelon. Whew, long list, but guess what? Those fruits, if consumed and you're sensitive to them, may be the main reason why you haven't broken free from your headaches, your back pain, your joint pain, your acid reflux, or your brain fog. Do you see where I'm going from this? If you're diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic, you have a thyroid condition, really, really pay attention to how foods make your body feel, but how do they make them heal? Are you turning healing on or are you turning it off? Of course, what we want is for you to be a self-healing individual. That's the main philosophy behind the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Teach you how to heal yourself and you become the doctor. Grains, all right? We know wheat and rice and even things like oats and barley and uh, you know this sort. So if it's a grain-based component, corn, rice, wheat, oats, etc. Certain beans, green beans, lima beans, peanuts, big one for a lot of people, soybeans especially. And listen to this. You can't even have sensitivity to certain proteins. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but some people literally react to red meats. It's not that they have to become a vegetarian or a vegan. It's that they need to address why they're reacting in the first place, which we're going to talk about. Most common meats, of course, fish, chicken, turkey, beef, lamb, and pork products. Seafood's a big deal for a lot of people. Some of us know we have an allergic reaction to seafoods, but clams and crabs and lobsters and shellfish etc. can create reactions. As crazy as it sounds, vegetables, all right? So I'm going to give you a list. This is the most sort of like, aha, all right? Asparagus, bell peppers, broccoli, cabbage, carrots, cauliflower, corn, cucumbers, eggplants, olives, kale, lettuce, mushrooms, onions, spinach, squash, sweet potatoes. These are the most common foods that people are sensitive to. And what, again, I mean by that is you eat the salad that has kale and onions and spinach and maybe some sweet potatoes and cauliflower and red pepper, and it has a piece of grilled chicken on it. And if you're sensitive, if you react to one of those food groups, there comes the health effect and there comes the symptomatology later on. Believe it or not, a lot of spices can create a reaction. That's everything from basil to black tea. Coffee and chocolate technically fall in the spice category. Cinnamon, garlic, honey, mustard. And a lot of this stuff, again, we would label as, hey, this is healthy food. You should have a kale salad with you know, some spinach and sweet potatoes and some grilled chicken as your lunch. But what if you're reacting? Okay, so what's one way we can find out, do we have a food sensitivity sucking the life out of our healing process? We can pay about 159 bucks, go to everlywell.com, and you could run what's called an at-home food sensitivity test. 96 foods will be tested, and they'll come back with four different results. Normal, meaning you don't react to it. You're fine. You can eat said food and not have to worry. Mild. Well, you have a reaction, and you should pay attention to it, but as long as you don't eat that food more than once or twice a week, you'll be okay. Okay, some people have mild reactivities to common foods like coffee, and they start freaking out. My results came back. It says I'm sensitive to coffee. Well, was it mild? Maybe you just do it every three days or every two days or something like that. Then you have the moderates, okay? That's a higher, heavier reaction. And, of course, a moderate sensitivity is going to mean you, you respond negatively, very heavily to that food. So we'd want to start removing those. And if you have a severe or a high reaction, that's an evident red flag. This food group you should avoid because every time you eat it, your body creates a reaction. Let me give you a personal story, all right? I run this profile. What comes back with sweet potatoes? And listen, my family does Taco Tuesday every Tuesday, and guess what's on our taco salads, right? We have sweet potatoes, and my wife will roast in the oven. Well, here I am, and I'm eating this, and I've discovered that every Wednesday by about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I start getting a headache. 
And here I am as a chiropractor and holistic doctor. I'm getting adjusted. I'm taking my supplements. But yet every Wednesday, I seem to have this low-grade headache. Well, two and two come together. Test is run. Three-plus sensitivity, heavy sensitivity to sweet potatoes. So guess what, guys? Simple, easy. I cut the sweet potatoes. Headaches disappeared. I added the sweet potatoes back just to see what happens. Headaches come back. I took it out. Did they go away? Yes. I added them back in. What happened? They came right back. You know what I found out? Food sensitivity. I got to remove the sweet potatoes. Is that for life? No. It's until the reason that you have it heals. And here's what I have to share with you guys. Food sensitivities are extremely common today because the underlying root cause is a leaky gut and the inability for you to digest the foods you consume well enough so that small proteins get into your intestines rather than large. If undigested large proteins end up in your intestines and you have a leak, which most people do, just so you guys know. I mean, I've been in practice 15 years. 90% of every patient I ever work with comes back failing the leaky gut test, meaning they have a gut leak. And then they wonder why they have a health issue. So a leaky gut leads to certain proteins leaking through your digestive system, getting into your blood. And watch this, that undigested protein. Okay, so let's say it's this thing right here, undigested protein. Well, your body sees it and says, hey, that, that, that shouldn't be there. There's no way that protein should be in the blood like that. It should be further digested, but guess what? It's here, so what do we do? Build an antibody response. Antibodies come and they attach to that protein. They destroy it, but then your body remembers. Those antibodies stick around. So the next time you eat that food product and the next time those proteins get into your blood, boom, the reaction happens and you get the symptoms as if you're having a subtle allergic response. What are the symptoms again? Well, your skin can break out. Some people get it all over their face, little pump, uh, pimples and bumps. Some people get it on the back of their neck or their legs, or it shows up as eczema or psoriasis or dermatitis. Or you get something more complicated, like your joints hurt and your brain starts falling apart and your energy drops out. And you think you're just getting older when in fact it's a food sensitivity. Okay, so here's what we need to do. We need to identify how do we have them. How do we knock it out of the park, not have to worry, not have to do a ton of at-home tests. Simple, $150, $160. It's an at-home food sensitivity profile. You can get it from everlywell.com. I am no way endorsing this. I'm not getting any money from them. I'm just sharing with you the fact that you can just go out, buy it online, get the results, and see what the food sensitivities are. Three plus, avoid completely. Two plus, cut it out. Stop eating it as often. One plus, maybe once or twice a week. Normal, you're free. Have at it. Go for it. Now, I'm also going to share with you two simple ways, if you don't want to spend $160, how you can test yourself for free. Well, you might need to spend a little bit of money because you need to get a pulse meter. You know, those little things you can clip on your finger, measures your pulse socks and measures your pulse. And we might need to get a blood sugar monitor, but some of you may have this. So I'm going to share with you when we come back from our commercial break, two at-home tests that you can use using your pulse and your blood sugar to find out, are you sensitive to a food? You don't have to spend a dime on a test. You can find out right now. And then when we complete this, we're going to talk to you about how to solve this, this concept called food sensitivities. How do we get rid of them? How do we let our body start healing then? Because here's the thing. Your body is so smart, it knows exactly what it needs to do to heal, but if you're interfering with it, if you're eating a food that spikes an immune response, you divert the energy of healing to that food, to the protein that's undigested. So we need to turn that off. We need to turn the sensitivity off. So your immune system turns and says, heal that joint, heal that organ, fix this condition, make the blood pressure go lower, make the sugars go down, level out the cholesterol, take the pain away, heal. 
And guys, that's the power that your body has. Not only will removing food sensitivities do that, but you got to watch out for the other major interferences, neurological dysregulation, a leaky gut, toxicities. This is where having a consult call could be the greatest thing you ever do. If you're looking for a way out of your health, if you're taking a medication, you're going, there's got to be another option. Or you're tired of the consistent sort of, um, I'll call it medical therapy that you're getting where it's not working, but they keep trying new things. Why don't you do this? Let's have a chat together, you and I. Let's talk. All right. How do we do it? Text your name and your email to 704-906-2094. I'm offering free 15-minute consultation. We'll talk about your health issue. We'll review tests that maybe you've never thought of. We'll talk about some things you can do to heal yourself, and if you need guidance or you need help, we'll share with you ways you can get the right tests at a massive discount. How do we do that? Again, text your name and your email to 704-906-2094. The number again, 704-906-2094. We'll connect you with the free consult calls. We'll talk directly, and we'll solve your health issues. Hey, it's the Ask Dr. Earn Show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The best is yet to come. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. Thanks for tuning in and welcome back. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. And today we're talking about a health program that would allow you to heal your body. It would take away your joint pains. It would boost your energy. It'll clean your skin out. It'll clean your brain out. It can help you to add years to your life, longevity, etc. How do we engage a self-healing process? We have to understand the concept that up to 50% of people who have a health issue are not diagnosed properly as to the root cause. And what I'm sharing with you today is this concept called a food sensitivity reaction. It's estimated that as many as 50% of Americans are eating food that is considered to be healthy to them, but to their body, it's the worst thing you could ever do. Why? It produces an immune reaction that diverts the natural healing process over to dealing with a food protein that your body has now confused as being a foreign object or some sort of a attacking pathogen. When you think about it like this, your immune system is designed to go after parasites and bacteria and viruses and clean house and kill cells that are rogue and make sure you're in a healing state. But if you have a food sensitivity and you're consistently eating a food that's sucking the energy out of your immune system, you may know it or you may not. You may experience symptoms or you may not. So the challenge is we have to discover, are we having a reaction to certain foods we eat? I gave you a list at the top of the hour of the most common foods that most of you are more than likely sensitive to. If you're still eating dairy, wake up. Okay, almost everyone I test comes back as having a very heavy sensitivity to dairy. Eggs, extremely common, yet many of us still think eggs are a good protein, and they are if you're not sensitive to them. A lot of different fruits and vegetables, and we need to go through and test them directly. Grains are a big deal. Certain beans, nuts and seeds, and even the proteins you eat, like your fish, your beef, your chicken, turkey, etc., and some of the spices you use, pepper or paprika, or basil, or cinnamon, or garlic. Okay, so imagine if you're somebody who says to me, well, Dr. Ernst, look, I'm trying to fix my health. I've got this issue. I've been diagnosed with X. And, you know, I just did this test, and everything that came back moderate to severe, I eat all the time. What does this mean? Well, it means that you have A, food sensitivities, B, it's part of the reason why you're not healing yet. See, your immune system is being diverted away from repair to dealing with these undigested proteins, and it's creating an, an inflammatory immune reaction that is 
preventing you from being able to heal. We talked again that you can test yourself by going to everlywell.com and ordering an at-home food sensitivity profile. It's a simple test, finger stick, drip some blood onto a sheet of paper, let it dry, send it out through the mail, and they'll come back and give you your food list. These you should avoid, your three plus. These you should watch out for, two plus. These you can have, but pay attention, one plus, and this list you're fine with, okay? The negative response, okay? What if you don't want to spend the money? Well, watch this, okay? If you own a pulse ox meter or you have the method of testing your pulse, uh, a smartwatch or anything that will give you your pulse, here we go, an at-home food sensitivity test that is absolutely free. Step number one, rest for at least four or five minutes. Lay down in your bed and let's get the lowest pulse we possibly can and give it a good five, six minutes for your body to sort of stabilize out. The neat thing about the smartwatches is you can just have it run your pulse multiple times. So we want to find that baseline. Is it 65? Is it 72? Etc. Find your base pulse at rest. Usually it takes you about five minutes to do it. Now, we're going to grab a food product. And here's the thing. It has to be done individually. So if you want to find out, for example, if you are sensitive to eggs, hard boil an egg, take the egg and separate it into the white part and the yolk, Take the whites, maybe slice a small piece of it, and put it in your mouth under your tongue. Do not chew it. Do not swallow it. Just let it sit there. Now, after 60 seconds, what are you going to do? You're going to do your pulse again. So we're going to see how your body reacts at a level of a cardiac response, an immune response, if you will. When you're sick, your pulse goes up. When you have an immune reaction, your pulse goes up. Why? Because it's trying to push all those antibodies around to go after whatever it's going after. So you take that egg yolk or the white, you put it in your mouth, you wait 60 seconds, you run your pulse, and if it has gone up an average of six beats, so if you were in the 60s and it's now in the mid to high 60s, ding, that's a food sensitivity. If it is the same then it's no sensitivity. Maybe you put the egg white in your mouth, cooked of course, and what happens? Six, seven, ten beats up, all right? That's positive for the egg white. You do the yolk though, no reaction. What'd you done? You've just figured out you are sensitive to egg whites, not the yolks. Can we do this with kale and spinach and mushrooms and potatoes? And yes, 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 all right? Some of the most commons that I want you to start testing. How do you react to a piece of bread, wheat, Okay, that's number one to do. How about a small amount of milk? Maybe you take uh, a piece of cheese you put in your mouth or you take a little bit of some cow's milk, put in your mouth. Let it sit there, don't swallow it, and let your body react to it. Again, some of the most commons that you may be shocked to, dairy, eggs, certain fruits, all grains, corn, rice, wheat, oats, soy, etc., beans, and then we need to go down and start checking other proteins, fish, chicken, turkey, eggs, etc., how does this work? Well, back in 1956, a doctor named Dr. Cora, Coca, C-O-C-A, Arthur Coca, discovered, he was an immunologist, that if you have an immune reaction to food, your pulse is going to go up. He discovered that and published this in a book called The Pulse Test, 1956, that if your heart rate goes up six beats, you're positive for a sensitivity. If it goes up 10 beats, it's a moderate sensitivity. If it goes up 15 beats, it's severe. How easy is this to do? Super easy. Okay, so we can start testing certain foods that you guys eat a lot of. I would do your coffee for the morning. I would do your breakfast eggs. I would do the breads. I would do the grains. I would do the fruits you eat lots of and see how you react to it. You can come up with your own list of what you want to avoid. Can we also do it another way? Well, yes, there's what's called the blood sugar sensitivity test. This one's really easy, guys. 
Take your blood sugar before you eat something, ideally when fasting. So wake up in the morning, wait a good 30, 40 minutes, check your sugars, write down the number, and then physically eat that food that you're testing. Okay, now this one is an eating test. So we take the egg yolk and we eat it. We chew on it, we swallow it. We wait 30 minutes and we retest. If your sugar is north of 140, then you're sensitive to that food. Then we want to do another test to see how long does the reaction take to calm down. So two hours later, we repeat the test. And if your blood sugar is back to your normal before eating read, then you have reset yourself, and that shows a mild sensitivity. If it's still elevated beyond the normal range, which is your morning read, let's say your morning was 65, you do the 30-minute test, it's at 122. You do the two-hour test, and it's at 90. Then it's a moderate sensitivity. It's taking time for your body to recover. Look at all the fun tests we can do. We have the pulse test. We have the sugar test. We have the food sensitivity test. Guys, I'm telling you, you can be your own doctors. You just need to learn and start applying information. And again, if you've got a diagnostic condition you're looking to break free from, now and all during this month are our free consultation calls. I'll speak with you directly. We'll chat about your health issue. We'll go into your history. We'll talk about tests you can do, and we'll solve your health issues. How do we do the call? 704-906-2094. 704-906-2094. Text your name and your email, and hey, we'll be right back. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst, and this is a show where pounds are shed. That's for a fact. Disease is dead. You can certainly do that. And where you can be set free. And specifically, when I talk about the freedom today, it's the non-worry over as what I'm going to eat make my symptoms worse. How many of you, let's just see a show of hands. Hey, on Facebook and on YouTube and on Twitter, how many of you have eaten a food or a whatever, had a meal, and you paid the price for it later. I'm not talking about like, oh, I had diarrhea. I'm talking about where like your joints swelled up or you got a major headache or your pain got worse or you broke out in a rash. Okay, these are the common symptoms that show up when someone has what's called a food sensitivity. Way different than an allergy. I'm not talking about peanuts and tree nuts that send you to the hospital. I'm talking about you ate that food, whatever it was, and Two days later, one day later, three days later, you go, oh, I don't like the way this feels. Okay, Food sensitivities are known to affect up to 50% of Americans. And here's what I mean by effect. They take the energy for healing out of your body. Some of the most common ways you can know if you have a food sensitivity is do you find that a condition gets worse after eating? like your headaches or your back pain or your neck pain or your skin? Do you find that when you're eating a food product or you're having a meal that all of a sudden your nose starts running, you get congested, clogged, your ears start ringing? Guys, this should be the wake-up call to say what I'm eating I'm somewhat allergic to, but not anaphylactically allergic. It's an immune response. I talked about this at the top of the hour. When food gets in your body, the proteins found in the food are broken down into individual components, and if they leak across a bad membrane in your gut, if you have a leaky gut, those undigested proteins get in your blood, and you build an immune response that says, attack that protein. Because you're diverting your immune reactions over to food proteins instead of bacteria, parasites, etc., you divert your healing power. So what happens is we struggle to get better. We're doing everything right. We're even eating well, and we may be sabotaging our health. How do we know if we have a food sensitivity? Well, if you get symptomatic a day, two, or three after eating something, then we know it's a food sensitivity. How do I identify the direct food? Well, one way is to spend about 160 bucks. Go to everlywell.com. 
order an at-home food sensitivity test, and they're going to test you against 96 foods. Listen, when I was first in practice, A, this wasn't available over the counter. You couldn't buy it on your own. B, we had to run it through a lab, and it was 500, 1,000. If any of you have ever remembered an ALCAT test or a what's called a, an IgG, IgE food sensitivity blood exam where we'd send you to LabCorp or whatever, these tests are available, but they're also quite expensive. Leave it to the disruptor to come up with an at-home blood exam that can give you the results. And guys, it's real simple. It'll say, are you three plus, severe? Are you two plus, moderate? Are you one plus, mild? Or are you negative, normal? Okay, what if you don't want to do that? Well, I mentioned there's something called the Dr. Coca, C-O-C-A. Dr. Coca, back in 1956, wrote a book called The Pulse Test. This immunologist, medical doctor, found out if you put a food that you're sensitive to in your mouth, your pulse goes up within 60 seconds. So how do we do this test? Well, at rest, we measure our pulse, whatever it is, 65 on the average. You take that food, a piece of bread, a walnut, a strawberry, whatever you want, and you put it in your mouth. You do not chew it, you do not swallow it, and you let it sit there for 60 seconds. Then what do we do? Retest your pulse. So we get out our pulse ox meter or we use our smartwatch and we measure it. And if your heart rate goes up six beats, positive for sensitivity. If it goes up 10 beats, positive and now moderate. If it goes up 15, positive and severe, so you can do this at home, real simple. Come up with your own list, and what do we do? Let me talk to you about that in a second. Now, what if you want to use something a little bit more analytic, right? We can run your blood sugars. So you wake up in the morning, you wait 30, 40 minutes, you check your blood sugar, you write it down, 90, making this up, it could be higher or lower, and then you drink a cup of coffee. I'm testing my coffee sensitivity. I wait for 30 minutes, I check it again. If my sugar is north of 140 within 30 minutes, positive for food sensitivity. Then we got to find out how bad is this sensitivity. So we wait for two hours and we retest our sugars. So let's say I'm 90 in the morning. I drink a cup of black coffee. 30 minutes later, I'm at 140. Two hours later, I'm at 110. Because the two hour mark is higher than my first reading, that means I have a sensitivity that's quite severe. If it takes more than two hours for your blood sugars to stabilize back out from just one food, do you guys see where I'm going with this? Your body's kind of like, whoa. And why do sugars go up? Well, they respond to inflammation. So the more inflamed you are, the higher your blood sugars. The more your insulin kicks out because your cortisol levels are elevating. So it's a reaction that you can test. So can we look to see, is my coffee causing my headaches? Uh, do the test. Is the uh, spinach salad that I had with, uh, you know, um, boiled eggs and whatever, broccoli, spinach, kale, shard, dandelion, like, I don't know, whatever you had, whatever salad you had, could that be? Yes. Now you have to test for this, okay? Once we discover if we have a sensitivity, now how do we solve the problem? Guys, it's real simple. I think this makes sense. Number one, you have to avoid eating the foods that you're highly sensitive to. But Dr. Ernst, like, uh, it's eggs and, you know, it's wheat and it's corn and it's beef. How on earth am I supposed to survive? I eat nothing but that. Well, number one, that's why you have the sensitivity because you need to make sure you're rotating your diet. Number two, time to cut them out, okay? Eat everything but that. Guys, there's thousands of different food groups you can choose from. All right. Best way to heal from a food sensitivity is understanding where is it coming from in the first place. All right. Number one, it comes from undigested large proteins ending up in your intestines. So let me ask you a question. What do you think prevents you from digesting your food appropriately in your stomach? 
Number one, it could be you don't have enough digestive enzymes. Number two, there's not enough hydrochloric acid or stomach acids. Number three, you're stressed out like crazy. You're the average American running around with your heads chopped off, eating foods while they're driving and on the phone and texting. Do you know what I mean? We have to start recognizing food is sacred. Food should be a moment. It should be enjoyed. It should be relished, and we should eat slowly. Okay? Let's talk basics. Chew your food, guys. Think about it. Most of us are swallowing food whole because we're not chewing well enough. Those massive food pro products get in the stomach, and you want your digestive enzymes to break that down into microscopic proteins, fats, and carbs. Good luck. So chew your food. Real simple. How much should we chew our food? Well, I was taught chew your food until your mouth is empty without you swallowing. Give it a try. You're going to be amazed. It takes a lot longer than what you're used to, right? So you put said food product in your mouth, and it requires a good two minutes of chewing before it just disappears. But I promise you, if you do this, your health is going to start to increase. Number two, we can start taking digestive enzymes. Maybe we actually enhance that by taking one that has hydrochloric acid and the digestive enzymes to help you break your food apart into smaller pieces in your stomach. Number three, we have to remove those foods that are causing inflammation because we need to calm down the immune response. Listen, I hate to say it, but a lot of you are eating things that you think are healthy, but it's making your immune system go crazy and you don't know it. But you should because you haven't healed from said condition or your joints are still hurting or your headache is still there or your back pain is still bothering you. So we've got to eliminate the foods from our group. How do we know which ones they are? We run the tests, blood sugar test, pulse test, or you get the actual test. Now, what do we do? We just stop eating them. Okay, it's that simple. Give your body at least two to three weeks of rest from that food that's making the inflamed response. And what you'll find is, whew, let me give you an example. There's actually something known as the GAPS diet, G-A-P-S. It was designed specifically to remove the common inflammatory foods and let people heal. What do we remove when we're doing GAPS? No wheat, no soy, no eggs, no dairy, no fish, no peanuts, no raised meats, meaning conventionally corn-fed, etc., and no corn. It sounds like a lot of no, but you can have everything else, vegetables and fruits and things. Now, if you have a sensitivity to them, we want to eliminate them, but guys, the GAPS is a basic sensitivity elimination diet. Wheat, soy, eggs, fish, peanuts, raised meats that are fed corn and corn products. And what happens? Well, if you go online and you look up people's testimonials, my headaches are gone. I lost 20 pounds. My joints no longer hurt. I was able to reduce a medication. How is that possible? They're innately removing the sensitivity foods. So you could just start there. Do the GAPS elimination diet, or you can do these tests yourself and come up with your elimination program. I have to eliminate sweet potatoes. I have to eliminate dairy. I have to eliminate grains. These came back as positives for me. Once you follow the elimination diet, what you'll find is your body will start to turn around quickly. And how fast? Guys, sometimes it's just two weeks, 14 days. And what you'll find is energy's up, weight's down, brain's functioning better, feeling better. And then what can we do? Well, we can repeat the tests after two weeks and see if you now pass them. Maybe you had a pulse test that was reactive with coffee, and after two weeks of no coffee, now you do it and you're okay. Or maybe it was with um, green beans or spinach or kale. Okay, if we increase our stomach acid production by using enzymes and we take a digestive enzyme, you can significantly help to resolve this. All right, I've got three minutes. I'm going to share with you my top 10 ways. Whew, three minutes, 10 things. Here we go. Number one, 
Start using more liquid nutrition throughout your day. What, is that, what do I mean by that? Smoothies, fasting, vegetable juices. Stop eating solid foods for every single meal and give your body a break. Liquid nutrition can help you to resolve food sensitivities. Start using ginger more. Ginger is a soother. It's a sealer. It's a healer. It's an anti-inflammatory. Make sure you do not drink water when you're eating foods or any other liquids. The last thing you want to do is dilute your stomach acid so that you don't digest your food and those large proteins get into the bowels. They cause the damage. They cause the leak. They cause the sensitivity. Make sure you hold off on drinking large amounts of water after you eat as well. When's the best time to drink water? Between meals or about 20 minutes before stimulates the digestive process. Don't drink water or liquids when you're eating and don't do it right after a meal. Why? It takes two hours for your stomach to empty itself out. Use lemon juice and apple cider vinegars in the water you drink 10, 15, 20 minutes before you eat. Stimulates digestive processes, helps to acidify the stomach, breaks proteins down. Let's make sure the proteins you eat are consumed at the beginning of your meal. Don't have all your veggies and your fruits first and then finish your steak off, all right? We want to let those proteins sit in the stomach for long periods of time so that they can digest down and remember to chew your food. I know it sounds like I'm your mom coming at you. Chew your food. Listen, it works. Okay, use fermented vegetables and fermented drinks because it helps to seal the intestines, offers good probiotic bacteria, gives you an acidity which helps to stimulate your digestive process, and make sure that your largest meal is consumed not when you're on the go. You need to be relaxed. You need to spread it out, okay? Usually for most people, dinner is their biggest meal, but most of you are eating it on the go and on the rush, or you're at home and you're trying to do eight things, the kids are yelling, screaming, you're standing at the counter, Give your food the sacred time it deserves. Food should be healing. Food should be reparative. In fact, it is the greatest thing you can use for your body for healing. But if you're eating foods you're sensitive to, it can suck the life out of you. I hope you found today's show to be informative and helpful. Easy, simple at-home tests you can find out if you have a food sensitivity, even a very inexpensive blood profile you can do yourself, which will give you a whole list of what to avoid and what to focus on. Look how simple that is. And if, again, you're watching today and you have been diagnosed with a condition or you're looking for a way out or you're going, I've tried this, it didn't work for me, there are other avenues of your health that need to be addressed. Neurological, gut leaks, toxicities. What we do is we coach people back to health. If you'd like to have a free consult call with myself, pick up the phone and text 704 704- 906-2094. Your name and your email. Again, text 704-906-2094. Hey, it's the Ask Dr. Orange Show. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week. Until then, bye-bye.